Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Triple F Podcast. Oh man, it has been some time, some time since I've sat in the hot seat behind the microphone. Um, Ashamed to admit it as well, man, it has been too long. Um, As they say, consistency is key, and I have not been consistent with this one. Um, I can make all the excuses in the sun, it's just I've not given it the time. Um, I've focused more on um, work, obviously, because that's the key. Um, My own bodybuilding and more the educational shorts that I've been putting out on YouTube. Um, Truthfully, this last month I wanted to do more of a collaboration series uh, with different people, but because I've been so busy, I haven't been able to kind of pinpoint accurate times where I can actually like put aside time to do it specifically for people because obviously working with other people I have to be mindful of their time as well so it's been pretty shit in regards to that so I think it's definitely going to come but I need to clear out some time where I can actually give people time slots rather than kind of what I'm doing at the moment um, recording like first thing in the morning at like four or five o'clock in the morning or kind of in between check-ins or after sessions Um, I want to be a little bit more consistent with the time rather than messing people around with it. So that will come. It will come. But without further ado, episode number eight. Number eight. Um, a, a couple of ideas of what I wanted to do today. And I actually came on today to record something completely different. But I'm going to freestyle it, as always. I, I never pre-record or pre-script or pre-plan any of my podcasts. They just flow. So I'm going to roll with the true style of how I record them and completely change it right from the start. And actually, we're going to talk about post-show. Post-show experiences, what to expect after competing, what to expect in the kind of up-and-coming weeks. The The season is 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 drawing ever closer to the end, so... I feel this one's probably more relevant than what I was actually going to come and talk about. So let's roll with this one. So what to expect post-show. Now, this is very, very person-dependent. One person might experience one thing. Another person might experience another thing. Um, Is there a right or wrong way of doing it? Is there a one-size-fits-all of doing it? Um, The answer is no to all of it and I know that's probably not helpful but one thing I'm seeing quite a lot on social media is the struggle of people's mindset post-show and I think that is the biggest battle um, you know there's there's so many kind of factors that go into it you, you've got to first appreciate and respect the fact that you've just spent anywhere from 20 weeks prepping with the most meticulous mindset the most driven, goal-determined kind of behavioral planning, preparation, known to man. You, you physically have to plan out every minute of every single day. And I think one of the biggest things that people face post-show is that emptiness after when it's done. You, you don't have to wake up at silly o'clock to fit in steps or cardio. You don't have to meticulously plan where you're having your meals, where you're having your steps, where you're training, where you're most functional at working because you can't keep your fucking eyelids open because you're so tired. You have this energy creeping back in. You have these emotions flooding back in and it's all 
it, it can be all very overwhelming for an individual. Also, I think as well, one of the things that is very much neglected in this industry is that everybody wants to be your friend and everybody wants to be your supporter when you're getting diet when you're getting lean and dieting for a show. Post show, is that support still present, or do people forget? And this is something I speak from experience, um, and I've also seen it within clients as well. It's it's it can be a very lonely place. And people say that bodybuilding is a lonely sport. It's not. It can be one of the most supportive things that I've ever come across and ever been a part of. But on the social media side of things, social media can be very fickle. And when you're getting lean or when you're coming up to a show, it's all very new, it's all very exciting, it's all very glamorous for the gram. Um, But then once you've been on stage, sometimes that support fades and there's nothing wrong or nothing against the competitor or against the person who's been on stage that sadly is the the harsh reality of what social media is Um, and I think a lot of people don't understand that or don't realize that and it's something that I try to enforce or try to encourage or try to prepare people for as much as possible that sometimes there is a little bit of a bittersweet after the post show so I remind people that know after the show check in on people after the show make sure those people are still there and this is something that for me as a coach I will keep my clients checking in every day after a show not so much to make sure they're on track but just make sure they have someone there because those kind of empty hollow kind of feelings are fucking hard they're hard to deal with um you know from from my experience of prep I never struggled with the food side of things. The food side didn't bother me. The thing that I really struggled to let go of was the what I class as superhero complex. That I was ridiculously lean. I, I, I love being lean. Like I'm, I'm happiest there. I, I, I struggled to let go of that. But also the the thing of being lost, the plan, the preparation, the regimented kind of structure to my day. It was something that I really, really struggled with because I didn't know where to fill my time. I had all this energy because the food was back in. I could train again and then I kind of kept my prep routine of training first thing in the morning and then just had so much time for the rest of the day. Um, I just felt very lost. And as a, as a kind of byproduct, it made me much more productive with work. But I was still very antisocial from being so antisocial from prep. I, I kind of lost communication with a lot of people. I lost the, not, not the ability to communication because I didn't fucking forget to talk to people, but where I had kind of shut myself off so much with prep to just go into that kind of robotic mode, coming out of it felt very, very alien. So it's, it's normal to feel those things. It's normal to go through almost like, um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's as harsh as social anxiety, but I'd say there's an element of social anxiety for sure because you are returning back to the real world. You're returning back to human emotion. You're returning back to human feelings. Um, I know from my experience, I became very cold, very shut off, very numb. I didn't feel anything. I didn't like have any emotions or anything. It was almost just like very black and gray with everything. Everything was just a yes or a no, and then that was it. There wasn't any kind of in-between. So I think kind of coming back to that, 
can be a little bit overwhelming as well. I think it was easier for me as I literally moved just in the bodybuilding world. Like every one of my friends, close compadres, amigos, are all bodybuilders. So it, it was slightly easier. But for a lot of people, you know, they, they work in normal customer-facing environments that don't understand bodybuilding or, you know, family and friends that will potentially understand it for the sake of you but might not get it to the degree of the severity of it. So, again, another thing that I think I've kind of found with clients or seen with clients is the the expectations of the outside world of, oh, now you're not in prep, you can come out and you can live again, you know, you can eat real food again, you know, you can socialize. And again, that can become a very overwhelming place for someone who has been so restricted for so long or who is concerned about ruining condition or wanting to reverse out of a show in an optimal place, but also feels potentially guilt because of the lack of communication or the lack of socializing or the lack of time that they've given to people in their family or loved ones or friends. So I thought, you know, a, a good place to start would be just a podcast on it to, to, to help people understand that what you're feeling is completely normal. Um, what you're feeling, I'd say, probably 100% of competitors feel it. Um, whether they like to admit it or not, whether or not they can good, they're, they're good at coping with it or not, I think it's definitely something that is more common than what people admit to talk about and also um, isn't spoken about probably enough. I know for me, and I hope all coaches have a kind of post-show prep that they go through with their clients um, within kind of protocols or things to help to support the kind of also friendship as well. Like, you know, I'm, I'm friends with all my clients. Like I always said that I wanted to build like a family type unit and I'm not just going to ditch that client when they get off stage. Like if anything, I did a post about this the other day, the, the key point for a competitor and a coach is the time before the stage and the time after the stage, because that's when you're needed most. So I think once the client's off the stage, just having everything in place and having them reassured and supported and assured that they have everything that they need can massively help with that as well. But there are some things that sadly the coach or the competitor can't control, which are internal thoughts, internal feelings, emotions, hormones, um, the outside world, work, friends, family, also food, (laughs) probably being the biggest one. Um, And I think this is something that everybody underestimates so much. You do not understand how much food will turn into crack post-show. You take one bite and that motherfucker is going to turn into a binge if you're not careful. Because the moment that sugar, carb, nut butter, Nutella, whatever the fuck it is you've been craving for 20 weeks touches your lips, before you know it, you're going to be jars deep, rocking in the corner of a room thinking... How the fuck have I just eaten 10,000 calories worth of snacks in a cupboard? Because it will happen. You will be surrounded by crumbs and you will feel like shit. So (laughs) I thought, let's jump on. Let's talk about it. Let's kind of prep some people in regards to what to respect, what to expect, and hopefully give some advice on how to overcome it. Um, I'm not going to say it's going to be the miracle cure because 
like I say, it is fucking tough, and I don't think people understand how tough it is. But let's give it a go, shall we? So I think that the first things is the things inside you. So like I said initially, um, the feeling of being lost um, out of routine, I think it is essential to keep a routine. A lot of people will, you know, take time off or stop training or, you know, leave a coach, for example. I think that's probably one of the worst things you can do. And I know you might be listening to this and go, oh yeah, of course he's going to say that. He's a fucking coach. He wants his income. Not at all. Not at all. Because I have had clients that have said to me, okay, you know, I need time off coach. And I'm like, cool, but still message me because you're going to need it. So it's the accountability. It's the support. It's the reassurance because... Like I said, post-show, when you don't have that show, title, trophy, like image or whatever it is that's been your driving force for the last 16, 18, 20 weeks isn't there anymore, it's very easy to hit fuck it. And when you hit fuck it, so many things can fall out of routine, whether that's your training, whether it's your day-to-day routine, whether it's just your general feeling and love for yourself. There's so many things that can be lost. So I think just having a game plan set out post-show before you even take on the show is essential. Now, whether that be like a reverse out and a slightly softer conditioned photo shoot or whether that's... um, potential plans for your next progressive phase, whether it's pushing up for the next season, just having that plan in place ready for when you're off stage is just essential because the mind is going to be craving some routine. The mind is going to be craving some plan. And I know people say, oh no, you need time off. You need time to relax. You need time to unwind. Yes, you do. But that does not mean binging out of a fucking jar of Biscoff until you're fucking sick and not training for two weeks. Because that's not going to help anyone either. You know, taking a couple of days off training, having some mindful meals off with friends, family, and loved ones. Yes, of course, that's key. I'm 100% down for that. But a mindful meal is not smashing the ass out of as much stuff as you possibly can because you feel like you've been deprived for 20 weeks because it's going to make you feel shit. You're going to wake up in the morning, you're going to feel like shit because you think you look like shit, even though you're still fucking leaner than like, 90% of the population, but that doesn't matter because your head tells you you feel like shit. So just having that plan in place and just being mindful and just being respectful of the fact that your body has been deprived of something for so long, if you think that you're going to put it back into your body at an excessive amount and still feel okay, very, very, very naive. Like your body is going to absolutely hate you. You're probably going to be shitting through the eye of a needle for a couple of days if not eat so much that you're going to throw up, it happens. You're also going to feel fucking dreadful when you wake up. You're going to be in the biggest carb hangover in the world. Plus, you're probably still dehydrated from the day before the diuretics coming into the show. So to be smashing high levels of sodium, it's just asking for trouble. Um, so I think, again, you know, just stressing, having a plan post-show, Um you know, having your coach there or friends or family or someone to just be accountable to and just, you know, be mindful of, okay, my body's still in a very, very, very sensitive spot. Although, yes, I have completed my show. I have completed my, my, my diet or my prep. Does not mean you are out of the woods. You are still in such a delicate state that the body needs recovery. The body needs, 
looking after in that state. And I know it sounds like, oh, you know, it sounds like a fucking, like, bore or a killjoy, but, you know, your body's ability to gain fat within that period is so, so responsive. And unless you want to ruin that entire prep, and then again, your next season by smashing as much fat on as possible, then that's probably the quickest and easiest way to do it. So, you know, if somebody truly wants to be a progressive athlete, I think there needs to be a period of time after their show for like two or three weeks where they're still within a prep mindset of reversing out very, very slowly, very, very carefully, introducing potentially different foods, not just smashing the ice out of it, you know, maybe with a careful tracked off plan per week for the first three or four weeks just to progress out of it as easily as possible. Now, I'm not saying everybody needs to do that. I'm saying if your plan is to turn pro or if your plan is to really, really make it as far as you possibly can, then I think that's probably the most optimal way of doing it. Now, no one really wants to do that. And I can appreciate that. So it is just being mindful and understanding that your body is very, very susceptible to a lot of negative in that state. Also your mind as well. You've got to look after your mindset. You are incredibly fatigued, incredibly stressed. You know, yes, okay, you're probably running on fucking cloud nine because you've just gone through this process. You know, you've stepped up on stage. You feel fucking fantastic. But you are still just as tired from all of that work that you've put in for that prep. So to be putting yourself in a position where potentially negative thoughts, negative mindsets can creep in, uh, again, it's, it's just potentially asking for disaster. So just being very, very mindful of that, very patient with yourself. You know, you've just been through 20 weeks of prep. What's an additional couple of weeks spent reversing out of it just to put yourself in the best possible place to then get back to enjoying life it's risk versus reward it really isn't that much so i mean that's probably the best way i would advise running running post show but it's not always the way people want to do it because obviously they want to enjoy it now again you know things thoughts and feelings that you might receive from friends, family, loved ones, you know, I think people within the bodybuilding industry will understand. Um, that being said, I have seen negative influences within the bodybuilding industry as well. People encouraging that kind of binge mentality or, you know, that smashing the ass out of 15,000 calorie challenges just because you can after a show. I would not advise anybody to do that. Um, it, it is it would almost reflect the negative potentials or the negative um, relations that they have with food or body image. And sadly, there is a lot of it within the bodybuilding industry. And I think it's that's a, another podcast for another podcast. But I think if somebody's encouraging you to smash the ass out of food post-show, don't feel obligated to do so. Because I have spoken to many, many clients that get so overwhelmed with people pressuring them to go here, there, and everywhere for restaurants or drinks and stuff, and they don't want to. They feel stressed because they want to like reduce the amount of damage that they can do post-show. So again, sometimes it's the pressure that you're going to get from other people. And at the end of the day, like I said, the, the post-show reverse that suits you is the one that you feel most comfortable with, the one that you can manage, the one that you feel happy doing. So 
don't feel pressure from other people and very hypocritically don't listen to other people's advice if it's not something you agree i mean you could listen to this podcast and go nah, this guy's full of shit i don't want to listen to that and you don't have to like i'm not here telling you how you should most definitely do um a post show reverse but um, i'm going to give you some advice based on what i've seen what i felt and kind of experiences um and my kind of thoughts on it doesn't mean it's the perfect way for you like if you want to go smash the ice out of a couple of dominoes go for it um you might enjoy it to be fair you'll probably get away with it the first time but then if you keep doing it that's where the issue is going to happen like it's all about managing it um there's 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 so many variables at play and i think this is one of the things that just gets so easily neglected your your thoughts your pressure uh, sorry your thoughts your time your patience everything goes into this up until show day to the point where once you're off the stage it's like what now and i don't think anybody really thinks of that and that's another thing that i massively prep clients for like before we've even been on stage i've, I've already told them right have this ready for post show have this ready for when you're off stage have this 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 and this because these are all feelings that you're going to feel. And, you know, a lot of people might think, oh, fucking hell, like, I just want to get on stage. But I'd much prefer them to have it and not need it rather than need it and not have it. So I think as well, another another one that I think a lot of people feel, and this is the biggest one for me, is that letting go or losing condition. Um, you cannot stay stage lean for the rest of the season if you want to improve or if you want to get your health back in for females. Even more so, you for the majority of you can lose your hormonal cycle. You need to regain that back. You need to spend a serious amount of time back in a surplus with higher levels of body fat to regain your, your basically every hormonal like level. Your your natural testosterone production is probably going to be on its ass because you've been in such. A deficit and if you want to grow or if this is a female who wants to predominantly improve from season to season you can't do that show to show to show to show like your your natural testosterone level is just going to be like i said in the fucking dirt so you need to spend some time coming away from that condition coming away from that prep stage mindset not smashing the ass out of it because then it's also going to have exactly the same effect on the opposite end of the spectrum but slowly reversing out and i think this is this is why for me i've always said there is no off season prep is just prep it's it's 24 7 365 days a year you're just either prepping for the show in regards to growing and improving or you're prepping for the show as in getting lean and ready to get on stage there is no kind of off there is no downtime there is no switch off and obviously yes it's not this little 24-7 work when you're dead. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that, but for most people who want to compete, they want to compete at a high level. They want to take it as far as they can. That doesn't just mean put your all into it when you're in a prep or in a diet stage. It means that if you want to come back better, bigger, stronger, more improved, you have to practice that in the off-season. And when I mean practice, that doesn't just mean train. It doesn't just mean food. Like there are so many things you can practice from one to the next is is eating behavior, it's, it's behavioral habits in regards to how you feel and think about yourself because they all play such a pivotal role in how you reverse out of this show. I think 
a lot of people, again, it's, it's a confidence thing as well. This is something that I've seen a lot within the industry that, you know, when you're lean or when you're getting on stage, you feel invincible. You, you know, you've got this fucking ultimate package, this almost like superhero defined look and you know you you walk outside and people look at you or people comment in the gym and it's like oh mate you look fucking sick like yeah you're gonna win like by the way i hate hate it and i know a lot of people say it as well they hate it when people say that it's, it's a beautiful compliment but when people keep telling you you're gonna win and you're like bro i don't even know who i'm going up against like don't tell me i'm gonna win um side note but you you almost go from that to then back to normality and you know it's not an egotistical thing at all it's i think something it can give you a bit of an inferior complex where like i said before where social media can be quite fickle or you know the the fitness industry can be quite fickle i think people forget that when you're not lean people generally can feel quite shit about that you know, and and they almost I, I could be wrong there's more of an assumption but they almost crave being lean not because of the attention, not because of the, the what's the word I'm looking for? Not gratification, but almost like acceptance, social acceptance from it. It's not that. It's the fact that to them internally, that's what they are best at. And it's, it's not the case. It's, that's, that's a phase. That's a, a process. It's a stage of what we do. And don't get me wrong. Of course, I much prefer lean lean. Of course, when I start pushing weight up, there are points when I look at my poses or I look at my checkers and go, oh man, you know, we, we getting, we getting frumpy. But you then have to detach yourself from that emotion. You have to detach yourself from the thoughts and feelings or the negative connotations to that because you can stay lean all year round if you want to, but you're just not going to make any progress. Um, and also you're also encouraging that negative emotion towards it you're almost praising lean and demonizing like the growth side of it or the the fluffier side of it let's so to speak because you're not allowing yourself to get comfortable with that and i think of course prep is uncomfortable prep is uncomfortable but a lot of people can mask that discomfort because they look better they can visually see improvements and they see those visual improvements as more attractive. I'm leaner, I've got more lines, I look more aesthetic, I'm getting more praise on social media, I'm getting more followers on social media, I'm getting more compliments in the gym. To then coming off stage, putting weight on, and you will get comments of, oh, you put weight on, oh, you're looking bigger, oh, you look healthy. Now, it's hard. And yes, it does feel like a backhanded compliment, but nine times out of 10, these compliments are coming, or they are compliments. These compliments are coming from people that don't understand what we do. They don't understand the emotion, the stress, the, the feelings, everything behind it. You know, it's probably coming from a good place, but to them, they see us when we're lean and they think, fucking hell, they look gaunt, they look ill. What's wrong with them? Why are they doing this to themselves? So then when they see us put weight back on, they're like, oh, do you know what? They're looking better. They're looking better. We might say that as like, you're calling me fat. No, they didn't call you fat. They're not saying that. <laughs> I know it feels like an attack, but it's it's almost though 
we we yeah like i said we demonize it we demonize an off season or a growth phase or an improvement phase or getting fat getting fluffy whatever the fuck you want to call it because we don't feel good about it doesn't mean it's a bad thing it just means you have to get comfortable with it and if you do it in a right way you can take that progressive phase and extend it much 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 longer every single time before you start looking at yourself and going Oh, I don't like this. Mm, I'm getting uncomfortable now. And you start reaching for like the, the the diet button is what I call it. Like when people start, they send a check and go, oh, I think it's time for a recomp. Oh, I think it's time for diet. Oh, no. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. You just have to be comfortable. And I've been there. I have many, many times pushed weight to an excessive weight. I mean, there is a, there is a picture on my Instagram that I am fucking ashamed of. And it was in lockdown, I think lockdown one. Um, previous coach of mine just said, right, we haven't got to be out in front of anyone. We haven't got to impress anyone. Let's just see how high we can push weight. I got fucking disgusting. <laughs> Literally looked like the Michelin man. And I, I just had to detach myself from what I looked like. I just wore really, really baggy clothes. I mean, I still do now, but I just wore really, really baggy clothes. I did not look at myself in the mirror. I did not look at my checking pictures. I literally just did what I had to do, eat the food, sent the pictures, done. And I just tried to detach myself from it. Now, it probably wasn't very fucking progressive because I got stupidly fucking fat with it. But you, <laughs> there is a moral to this story. It's not just get fat. <laughs> yeah, eat food, get fat, like it's fun. Um, it's just detaching yourself from it. And I think going through that has taught me that, okay, cool. It's not your forever. You're not just going to be fat forever. That's not you now. At the end of the day, whether you want to admit it or not, you are an athlete because you have prepped yourself. You have gone through this prep phase, this this real extensive focused diet that very, very fucking small percentage of the population can actually do. That, to me, defines you as an athlete. Now, unless you quit, hang up your fucking trunks or your bikini then you're not going to let that happen again because you're going to keep pushing. You're going to remember what being on stage felt like. You're going to remember what being lean felt like. And you're going to keep pushing for more because you are still that lean athlete. Like just because you've got a little bit of timber on the outside doesn't mean that that hard earned muscle has gone. You haven't just lost it. It's just hiding. It's, it's staying warm and comfy like for the winter. But you have to remember that that lean physique does not define you as an athlete. What defines you as an athlete is the effort, the patience, the precision, the continuous, monotonous, day in, day out tasks that you do to become better for the next time you're on stage. That's what defines you as an athlete. And that's what I think most people have to remember post-show is that you are still an athlete. You are a competitor. You want to improve. You want to be better. You want to be the best that you can fucking be because, I mean, if you don't want to be the best that you can be, why the fuck are you doing it, right? Like, we do this because we love it. We do this because we're passionate about it because we want to see how far we can physically push ourselves to being the best that we can fucking be. I mean, I know that's why I fucking do it. And to me, yeah, it's nice to enjoy company, with loved ones after a show. It's nice to enjoy some good food that you haven't had for a long time, but getting lost in 
boxes and boxes of celebrations and endless amounts of pizzas and alcohol doesn't doesn't make you or define you as an athlete and I'm sure that once you've had those copious amounts of foods and you feel sick and bloated you do sit there and you go why have I just done that like that hasn't served me any purpose I just feel shit for it I wasted a load of money that is literally going to come out of one or either end any fucking minute so why why have I done that like it's normal to feel those things though it's normal to have those emotions. It's normal to feel guilt. It's normal to feel hungry. It's normal to want to binge. It's normal to want to not train. It's normal to not want to stick to a diet. These are all very, very normal thoughts and feelings. But I think when you kind of break it down and put it into like a, a realization is if you want to continue with this, and I hope nine times out of 10, or not even nine times out of 10, I hope everybody when they get off stage they want to carry on and they want to do it again. If you want to do that again, you have to look after yourself. And you know some of the post-show behaviors and actions are not positive from a behavioral point of view, physically or mentally. So it's one of those things. Just you know, I think it's just reminding yourself, taking yourself out of the situation. You know, if you was in prep and somebody put a bit of cake in front of you and said, "Eat it," you, you're going to feel overwhelming amounts of guilt you just go no, i can't do that i can't do that like this that's that's not okay i can't eat that cake but you can you can have a choice but you choose not to because you want to be the best you can be right it's exactly the same post show exactly the same you can afford to have that cake don't get me wrong have the cake post show but the thing that most people do is they don't stop at one they keep going and going and going and going and going and it's almost Treating it as an opportunity to develop even further. If you can master a post-show uh, rebounder, if you can master that kind of food focus or that even even rest. Some people don't want to rest. For me, I was, <laughs> I hate to admit it, I was back in the gym the same day I got off stage. I didn't know what to do with myself. I, I, I won my PCA show um, and I got invited back to the overalls. And to be fair, I didn't even think I was going to win it. I, I genuinely felt quite shit that day. So I won and um, my coach called me. And I said, you know what, I think, I think I've achieved all I wanted for this season. Uh, I don't, you know, my physique is looking better. I'm going to keep checking in with you every hour. But I think I'm just going to just take the rest of the day to just chill out and I'm one. I didn't actually go into the overall. I, <laughs> I went to... Um, Emporium in Birmingham, and when I went and trained, still in my fucking town. What's that? Who does that? But it's sometimes that as well. Knowing when to switch off, knowing when to unwind. There, there's so many aspects of a post show that people don't understand until they're actually in it. And you know, if if I could do post show again, it's taking time off, not jumping straight back into the gym, actually enjoying some downtime because I didn't have after my last two shows, I didn't have an off plan. I told, I tell a lie actually, sorry, I had a wrap at Nando's and then I come home and I was straight back on plan. My coach told me to have four days off food, just eat what I wanted and I lied to him. It's the only time I've ever lied to a coach and I said I did. I said I had four days off and I enjoyed what I wanted. I didn't. I stuck to my plan because I didn't want food off plan. I felt guilty for eating it. Um, so I think for me, moving forward, it's, it's knowing how to chill out. It's knowing to switch off but then it's also knowing that when I'm, when I'm next on stage, I want to be better. I don't want to waste time. 
day one off the stage for me is another day to progress and become better. But how you manage your post-show is only you to know. Only you know the best way to do that. And I think if you look deep inside and ask yourself the question and hold yourself accountable, like I've said in previous podcasts, you know the areas that you need to improve on. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. And if you sit there and tell yourself, it's fine, I should be back in the gym tomorrow because I've got work to do, you know you're lying to yourself. I know I was lying to myself. I did not need to be in the fucking gym the next day or the same day. I needed a couple of days off because I was fucked. If you sit there after your show and justify it and say, I've been dieting for 20 weeks, I deserve an off plan, you know, I've earned this, but then go and smash the fucking ass out of it for days, you don't need that. Like, it's, it's about just being honest with yourself, but then almost also just being realistic into the expectations of post-show is not going to be as easy as what you think. And just having things in place, being prepared, being respectful of it and just knowing that it's probably going to be harder than the prep because I think that is actually what people underestimate to me prep was easy I did not struggle in prep one little bit I love every single minute of it and it might sound like bullshit but you know my clients followers I literally loved every single second of it I, I would jump straight back into it the thing that I struggled with was afterwards I was lost I, I didn't know what to do with myself I wanted to be straight back into prep I even considered jumping back into more shows um, that's not positive. That's not going to build a more improved physique. So guys, hopefully that is a bit of an eye opener. Um, hopefully something you can add to your toolkit of kind of post show. Um, hopefully it's helped. I mean, if you all think I'm a prick and uh, I'm still obsessed, <laughs> you're more than welcome. That's, that's just my kind of like two pence on it. So hopefully some advice and some information that you can take off and arm yourself with so that when you do post-show and you reverse out, you are slightly more equipped or you're slightly more aware of what's to come. Uh, but as always, guys, much love. Stay blessed. It is always a pleasure coming on here and speaking to you all. And I look forward to catching up with you all soon. Have a beautiful day. Love you all.